The fantasy football playoffs are upon us, which means our projection beaters this week are more important than ever. We're going to go through some tips and tricks for the playoffs we might think are helpful to you, as well as breaking down the previous week's games. How about those Cowboys? How about those injuries as well? And as always, looking forward to the next week, the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Get prepared, it's going to be an intense few weeks. This is In the Pocket Across the Pond. I'm Lewis and I'm joined by the two Alexes. Let's do it. Lads, I want to start the episode this week with a little poem, sonnet, something that I wrote. They're two different mm. things. These are two different things. Something that I, I, I came up with off the top, off the top of my head. Just tell me, tell me what you think I'm talking about. Okay. <clears throat> punt, 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 punt. <laughs> miss field goal, punt, punt. End of half, punt. Fumble, punt, 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 punt. Punt field goal interception, punt fumble. Was there a made, made field goal in there somewhere? Yeah. So it's the Vikings. It's it's that is actually the play by play of the Vikings Raiders game. Imagine imagine <laughs> watch imagine going to that game. <laughs> I that game, to be fair, I was thinking this because okay, yeah, the Vikings won three nil. Do you think I'd be do, do you think the thing is, though, yeah, obviously, there's, the obvious thing to talk about is how embarrassing that is for the offences. But do you not think that, from a defensive standpoint, that's like, you know, that Chiefs-Rams game from, like, five years ago that was, like, 53-51 yeah. or something? Do you not think that was, all like, the, for, for the people de- who... All the defense heads are just going mental. All the defense heads are going crazy because, I think, yeah. In my, if you want my honest opinion, I think that you shouldn't be allowed to start attempting field goals until after you've scored a touchdown. So it prevents any team from scoring less than six points. Okay. Um so it avoids like three nil But then it might but then it, if that was the logic for this game it would have been nil nil, nil, nil but nil. then good because neither yeah. of these teams deserved a win then. Okay. That's the point. If you can't score a touchdown you don't deserve to win. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but you think if they, if, they, if they weren't on that field goal, then it would have had to go to overtime, and then everyone in that stadium would have had to have another 15 minutes of that. Well, that's unfortunate for them, isn't it? No, it's fine, it's fine, because the stadiums are all half empty anyway. You oh, know God. when you know when the, 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 some, some American, American football fans... So, oh, football God, fans can you imagine can't. anything worse than American football fans... <laughs> They complain about more and more games every year going international into the UK to Germany, but you look at a lot of these teams and the stadiums are half full. I know, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, uh, but whatever. One stadium that was rocking though was AT and T last night. Yep. Did we catch a glimpse of Tommy DeVito's agent? Yeah, AT and T. Sorry. No, no, the Cowboys Stadium. Sorry. I meant the Cowboys Stadium was rocking. I meant, as meant, well, I meant MetLife. MetLife. Yeah. These just the, these these kind of big modern kind of just huge blocks of stadiums all look the same. Um but yeah, did you see? Caught a glimpse of him. Caught a glimpse of Tony Vito's agent looking uh, like he was straight out of uh Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, straight out of Goodfellas, straight out of the Sopranos, straight out of the Godfather. Yeah. Anymore? Straight out of uh the Untouchables. Um Where's the Gabagool? Where's the Gabagool? <laughs> who was he on the phone to? I don't know who was on the phone to. There's a great Instagram comment. It was like Tony DeVito's agent kissing his dad they were both kissing each other on the cheeks and the, the top Instagram comment was uh, hey Polly see the kids are natural <laughs> <laughs> we're into the week breakdown now yeah, yeah, we're we're the, yeah, yeah. it was great I mean I thought he looked fantastic this guy I thought he looked yeah, yeah he did Giants yeah won 24 to 22 against the Packers um, I've got a genuine question for the both of you um, what do you think the actual odds are that Tommy DeVito is the starter for the Giants next year. 
Um, oh, silence speaks louder. <laughs> I think it's more likely that it's someone other than him, other than him or Daniel Jones. I think that's one more most likely. I do think then it goes Daniel Jones, but not far behind is Tommy DeVito. What? If, what? So I mean, Tommy DeVito's won three games now. What if mm. Tommy DeVito wins two more games out of out of the you know the last handful? And gives the Giants give the, Gi- give the gives the Giants a record yeah. of call it nine and seven nine and seven, but he's come in and he's won them five games. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. what what do you what do you think then? Do you think do you think he's still just the backup Shapples? I I think so. I mean, obviously good win last night, but yeah, I mean one of the wins was the Patriots beat the Commanders the week before, not. Wouldn't exactly wouldn't exactly call them trophies. I just think they've got too much money tied up in Daniel Jones. Mm. I mean, if fair play, if if Devito had come in and you know looked like how sort of Brock Purdy looked when he came in or something like that and really lit it up, you'd be like fair play. But I, I don't think it's been that convincing for them to say here's a guy we we're paying fifty mil a year or whatever who who has been hurt. You know, I think I think they start Daniel Jones at least for the first few games of next season and just see what they've got before they before they cast him aside. Mm-hmm. Too much money. We know what we've got with Daniel Jones. He's crap, but yeah, I think I think if they can get someone in the draft, they do. Okay. Yeah. Um, but was that more surprising in terms of the wins last night, or was it the Titans beating? On Monday Miami. night, on Monday night football, two yeah. decent games on Monday night football. Titans beating the Dolphins twenty eight twenty seven. Um, yeah, I mean, two have got knocked out a little bit in this game uh, with the ankle injury, uh, and Tyreek. Oh, sorry, I mean, I meant Tyreek. I didn't mean Tyreek. Uh, got knocked out with the ankle injury. Two was in the the full game actually, uh, and I saw him get sacked. Didn't bang his head. He went down kind of systematically. That kind of judo. That's what you got to teach all these quarterbacks. Was obviously working, uh, but the the kind of I know I know we're talking about the Dolphins scoring twenty seven points, but the Titans kind of stifled them and they gave them at least what one or two of those touchdowns. That's what I mean. Yeah, Titans sort of beat themselves a little bit, you know. Turnovers, really poor special yeah. teams play as well. Like mm-hmm. I just I Titans were they were they were. They were losing 13-27 with two minutes 40 yeah. to play in the game. And then they remembered how jacked um, Will Levis is. The Dolphins have to get some stops in there. Like, I, I, you know, I, I was going to make this general point about the Lions as well. Um, but and I, the Eagles. I, and the Eagles. I'm going to make it now. The, you know, Dolphins in this game, the Lions in the past few weeks, the Eagles in the past few weeks, it's proof what they say. Uh, defense wins championships. You know, you you can have an incredibly explosive offense like those three teams have. Um, uh, you know, but at some point, if your defense is utter trash, mm. that catches up with you. And we're starting to see it with with those three teams. You know, the defense they can't contain their opponents, which leads to them playing. This is this is more specifically, I guess, the Eagles recently. They can't contain their opponents. They leads them playing from behind. They're on the back foot. That's never sort of conducive for for playing offense you, you, the way you want to play it. If you're playing from behind, you cannot control the game and run your offense how you want to. If you're always chasing a lead, um, and that's what's going to happen if these teams' defenses don't get it together. I don't think there is like a total shutdown defense this year, though, because you're seeing teams like the Browns giving up quite a few points in recent weeks. You're talking about the Rams. Going into Baltimore and putting thirty-one on the Ravens, you know what I mean. I don't think the, the Chiefs, who apparently have the best defense they've ever had since Patrick Mahomes has been there, just lost. Um, I don't think there is like a true best defense in the league in terms of one that shuts people down week in, week out. I suppose. Mm. Mm. But how about him anyway? Yeah! I don't know what Mr. Alex Sharples has to say about Dak Prescott's MVP chances. <laughs> Whoa! Um, that, that, that wasn't even a joke. That was not a joke. No, no. It, 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 same, same as pretty sure I said last week. It looks really good. I just don't think he'll win MVP. Um, 
It, to be fair, it's getting to the point where Eagles have lost a couple now, so the shine's come off Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Mahomes isn't going to win it this year. Um, he's definitely he's definitely strung together the performances at the right time to do it. He's in the right position to win it. Uh, if it was up to me, it'd still either be Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not even me being a me being a, a cowboy hater. I just I just don't I don't see it this year. If if, if he finishes the season this strong, then yeah, I just feel like he's got he's got a, a potato in him before the end of the season, and that'll cost him. I think we're one more week away from the Cowboys, and oh, we're one more win away. From the nine, from from the Niners and the Cowboys, in terms of if they both win this weekend, I don't think anyone other than Prescott or Purdy's going to win the MVP. But I think we're one more win away from that happening, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it's just take your pick, and I'm like, and uh, I'm not buying the this idea that they're going to give second year Mister Irrelevant the MVP. I think no. they're more likely to give America's team, Dak Prescott, former water player, man of the year, kind of paid his dues, everyone likes Dak kind of thing. If I'm 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 buying that they would kind of sell that narrative over the Purdy one, personally. Plus there's just still this idea that Purdy's a system guy, even though to me it looks like Dak Prescott you look at Dak Prescott's numbers recently, that's a guy that's Running a pretty decent system, you know. The the rushing yards are minimal. The turnovers are minimal. The the touchdowns are two and three a game. It, 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 and he's not playing like a guy that's lighting it up like Rush used to do or like Mahomes does. And I'm not. I, I'm absolutely not trying to kind of uh, um, tarnish anything that Prescott's doing. I'm just trying to compare the two of them. And if anything, I'm kind of in Purdy's favor here, saying kind of. What's Dak Prescott doing that's less of a system quarterback than what Brock Purdy's currently doing? I don't know. The numbers are really similar for both of them at the minute as well. They're just playing really clean football, which which means that they're in tune with the system that they're running. So you admit that Purdy is a system quarterback. Thanks, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Prescott's fantastic for fantasy as well. Well Can I just say that 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 Cowboys Eagles game as well? Cowboys thirty three, Eagles thirteen. That that is flattering. Even even thirteen to thirty three is a flattering score for the Eagles. They got trounced. Um, you know they had a fumble recovery touchdown, which sort of that that sort of inflated that score. But the Eagles had nothing going offensively, defensively. They got trounced in that game. Um, and obviously that shows you how important that home field advantage is to the Cowboys. I do think they were lucky that they caught the Eagles reeling after getting hammered by uh, the 49ers as well previous week. So I would hate to be the Seahawks <laughs> this week. I would also hate to be Seahawks. And I got <laughs> Who get to play the Eagles after I'm two sure, really I'm, bad I'm losses. Sure we can, I, <laughs> yeah. I can think of one reason why, which I'll bring up uh, in, in our trademark Projection beat a segment later on. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the great, great performance by the Cowboys. Yeah. Fluid, just fluid, you know. Mm-hmm. Dak, Lamb, ran the ball successfully in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. great win. We did get weather, as promised this weekend. We got weather, lads. We got weather. There was weather around. There was weather. There was weather. It was doing a weather everywhere. <laughs> um, it did affect some of the games, though. That first window seemed like a bit of a slog, especially those early games. If you look at the scores, though, some points ended up being scored. Bloody hell. Yeah. What, what, I, I can only imagine the weather inside that dome in Las Vegas. <laughs> what? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness me. What do you even say about that? Nothing. We've spoke about it. Move on. <laughs> you could even say the Vikings were Bournemouth. And the Raiders were Manchester United. You could. You could say that. Many have and many will. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Every week. It's, it, I mean, I do take it as a compliment because obviously when you're the biggest team and you live rent free in everyone's head, you know, you're going to get dicks. So it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, somehow. We did get some points in games. Ravens, Bengals, Bucks, Browns, Burrs winning uh, their games and scoring a healthy amount of points. The 
Houston and Jets game was pretty awful for the most part. Obviously, Strode got the concussion. It looked like a really bad one as well, to be honest. Um, but the Jets ended up winning that game. I suppose let's touch on, before we move on and look at fantasy, let's touch on the the Chiefs game and the Seahawks game. I mean, there's one thing to talk about in the Chiefs game, and that is the Kadarius Tony lining up. <laughs> You know, with like the cornerbacks, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this because um, obviously there's been a lot said about it. Um, yeah, he was offside. Done. He was. He was offside. He was offside. There we go. The End. He was lined offside. up the offside. The Chiefs are frustrated that things aren't going their way. Which That's, is yeah, you, you saw um, that. You saw. There's a great clip uh, that was going round where it's like Clan Edwards alert running off the field with his pants completely ripped. And then it goes to the and it goes to the sideline and Chris Jones is losing it at the coach. And then behind them is a coach slamming one of those like Microsoft tablets down in front of a player. And then obviously at the end of the game you had. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, really sort of chirping up and really unhappy. Andy Reid was as well. This is a team who aren't necessarily that bothered about that call. They know that was that was the right call. They're bothered because for the first time in since Patrick Mahomes has been there, they are by far not the best team in the league, and that's what's frustrating mm-hmm. the Chiefs right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <sighs> And it was pretty funny. It is funny. I, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. Amazing quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes is, has already probably done enough to go down as one of the best that there ever has been. Um, yeah. But it is so funny when a team that has been you know riding high for that long starts struggling. Yeah. It's undeniably hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And we had uh, the 49ers take care of the Seahawks. Shabbles, I feel like you, uh, are, as Cowboys fans, you're the resident 49ers fan. Um, yep. I'll, business I'll as usual this weekend? Business as usual? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I mean, rolled up, did what they needed to do, put 28 up, made it look pretty easy. Um, again, and defence as well, because we, you know, we saw the shootout that the Seahawks had with the Cowboys the other week, you know, uh, and to, to keep them to 16 it is impressive. They've got some nice weapons there. And a bit mm. like what you were talking about with the Eagles a few weeks ago, Al, you know, they uh, seven points in each quarter, doing what they need to do. Doesn't always have to look flashy. Don't, we don't always need 50-yard passes to Debo. It's nice when we get them. Um, but yeah, yeah, they've just got so many weapons. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in the air. Um, just, mm-hmm. yeah, really look like a juggernaut team and, and, and coming into their own these past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Purdy with 368 yards off just 19 completions. McCaffrey, 145 on the ground. Debo Samuel, 149 through the air. Brandon Ayuk, 126 through the air. Owen George Kittle with a nice 76 yards as well. Uh, They're clicking. They are clicking. Uh, But whose victory was the most impressive this week, Lou? It's the Cowboys. Yeah, it easily is the Cowboys. They dominated um, the team that many people have been saying is is the best team mm-hmm. in the league. Then the Cowboys. So the Cowboys as well, obviously. Sharps. Uh, Cowboys. Come on. JK, the... it's the Jets. Hi <laughs> No, no, no. Who's the not buying it win? It, for me, it has to be the Vikings. Because, like I've already established, that shouldn't have been allowed. Yeah, the Vikings just scored three points. Yeah, Sharps. And won. Uh, I, went for, I, I went for the Patriots um, just because I'm really, really yeah. low uh, on the Steelers. Yeah, can we... Can, yeah, can um, we... Can uh, you we know, what yeah, what are the Steelers? I don't but know. The Steelers, right, you're a Steelers fan two weeks ago. You're 7-4. and four. And you're like, my God, we're going we're gonna to get a winning season again. 7-4, and four, Arizona and New England next. There we go. But, Sorry. Yeah, this, <laughs> the, this was ripe for the ESPN Instagram stats. Like, Steelers are the first team ever to lose two consecutive games against two and ten teams where the quarterback was wearing red shoes. Kind I know, of thing. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Um, who's the worst team in the league, though? It's the Raiders, because that is the default Ooh. answer whenever a team fails to score. I think it's the Panthers, though, actually. Okay. Um... This one was a bit of a shock when I when I put it down, but it's just the way I'm feeling about them right now. Chargers. Oh, you, and you know what, Lou? Read what that says on my notes next to the Panthers. 
it says Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. <laughs> what? Believe <laughs> that. Oh, uh, Chargers are pretty awful too. I was, yeah. I was, I mean, I was umming and ahhing about putting the Chargers in there as well because they are bad, and because of the context, they are probably you know of what we're going to talk about soon in a certain segment. Um, and who's they're going to they're going to be bad? Who's staying for them this next week? Eastern, Eastern Brick? Stick. Eastern Clint Eastern Stick. Eastern Stick. Yes. But anyway, let's move on over and look at some fantasy. Top five players at each position. Quarterback, we had Lamar, Ridder, Fields, Browning, Stafford. Running back, Lou, do you want to do this at the same time? Zeke! Feed him. Feed him. (laughs) Zeke's back. Um, uh, Hall, no, Cook, Barkley, Molster. You had White, Mix, and Eckler with nice games. Eckler looked better. Can I, can I just say? Um, yeah, he looked better. Can I just say on on Rashad White and Joe Mixon, the sort of proving the whole dead zone running back theory wrong. dead wrong. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah. you know, draft season, the dead zone is typically running backs um, raise three, four, five, six, maybe seven, but mainly three, four, five, six. Um, yeah, Joe Mixon was a third round running back uh, in drafts this year. Rashad White sixth round. Obviously, we've seen players like Miles Sanders, Damien Pierce, Najee Harris. They they are the typical dead dead zone running backs this year. But no, like Rashad White and Joe Mixon have uh, are going against the grain there. Then they're, they're doing great, yeah, having great yeah. seasons. Chase Brown with a nice game for Cincinnati as well. Play your running backs against Indianapolis, please. Uh, wide receiver Debo, Drake London, TJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Hopkins. We also had nice games from Reed, Wilson, Flowers, and Odell. Tight end Engram and Joku, likely Henry Kill, Davis Allen for the Rams. But, Sharples, who helped you get into your fancy playoffs the most this weekend? Who are. Or one one player or multiple players helped you get into your um, fantasy playoffs this previous weekend? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one. Uh, they, you know, all the boys chipped in. Even more sweet when you're lining up against Lewis Brindle, who was, oh, he was so ready to be in the playoffs, and it's been I so wasn't. tight. You know, it's not, like it's not five no. people on the same record. Anyone could have done it, uh, but it's not him because I beat him and put him into the ground and got myself a bye. Hi-oh. Nice one. The, the, I, 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 briefly on this in the main league, the writing's been on the wall for a few weeks for me. I've been preparing to not be in the playoffs, and I'm not. The writing's been in the wall, and it, it's it, you know, it's sort of like poetic, really, that like I obviously don't get in, and then the morning that I don't get in, my quarterback is also out for the season, so it would have been pointless anyway. I was never going to win a playoff game. You are all better for me. Yeah. No, it's going to be more competitive now. My team in the main league isn't in the playoffs. Okay. We go again next year. It's um, quite interesting that you mentioned that it was poetic because I've just quickly come up with uh, a quick poem for you. Um, okay. Okay. We don't really want to hear it. Next up. At, <laughs> you're really bad at fantasy. Ha ha ha. He he he. Not as good as my poem at the start. Up top. It's not as good. But, yours uh, is beautiful. Yours is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought that some players had some real good confidence booster games heading into the fantasy playoffs, the likes of Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. The thing Mm. about Barkley and Eckler is, now these are obviously two really high-profile, really heavily rostered running backs who you're playing no matter what. Barkley's playoff schedule is horrid. Eckler's is great. Let's say that the two teams in the first round of the playoffs... Mm -hmm. One of them had Barkley, one of them had Eckler. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? I I I think Saquon Barkley's looked pretty good all year. Regardless so it doesn't of matter of matchup. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter matchup. I think out of the two, Barkley Barkley's looked he's been solid all year. It's just obviously that team has ebbed and flowed and stuff, but Saquon Barkley's been a, a really nice looking running back in real life as well. He's looked really he's not had like these these sort of meme players that Austin Eckler's had where he's like running Amazingly slow. Barkley's still yeah. got it. So yeah, but I mean, we, you know, you had some kind of uh, name stars of, of of years gone by in in here in terms of like Lamar, 
Zeke. Not necessarily that they're not stars now, but do you know those players that, that they're back in at the right time? Yeah. Cup yeah. is in the, you know what I mean? Engram Kittle is having a nice game. Just on the playoffs. So I'm just thinking here, if we're going to give people advice in terms of what, what you look to do to shore up your roster in terms of your playoffs, I, I would have probably done this maybe a week ago or so, but I think you've still got time potentially this week. I would have made sure that I had two defences on my team to either block someone for picking up a team with a really good defence or, for instance, uh, in one of my teams, I have the Chiefs and the Browns because I know they've got really good matchups in those two weeks of the playoffs. I suppose when we're looking at if you don't have a buy in the first week of your playoffs and this is it this next week, Lou, in terms of start-sit decisions, are you going projection? Are you going ceiling? Because it's a real... this This is knockout. No, we're talking knockout fantasy football. Are you going projection, safe stuff, or ceiling plays? Well, it's it sort of twofold because, like, I know in a lot of the fantasy formats, um, the playoffs take place over two weeks. Mm. If your game is taking place over sort of two weeks worth of games, I'd say go for the projection, go for the safer floor. In the first week, at least. Yeah. In the first in the first week, that is, yeah. And then you know what you need the following week. If it's one week, you've you just got to call your shot on, guys. Uh, it'll feel great if if it comes off. And if it doesn't come off, listen, you went with what you thought was, you know, what you thought was the right decision. I, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got you to shoot your shot yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. haven't you? Shapples, let's say all season, somebody like a... A Sam Laporta, I don't know, a, 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 a Jamar Chase, a Mike Evans, a Stefan Diggs has been kind of seeing you through uh, and winning your weeks. But in, especially in the in the case of someone like a Stefan Diggs, who you feel like you're never going to bench, he's slowing up a little bit, it's not looking very good. Let's say you have a decision to make for, in terms of someone like Stefan Diggs, or let's say you have a Garrett Wilson or a Zay Flowers or a DeAndre Hopkins, or a DJ Moore on your roster? Do you know these players who are kind of heating up a lot now? What I'm basically yeah. saying is, are you going with the new hotness, the player that's on a bit of a heater at the minute? Are you sticking with the guys that you drafted early and that kind of got you there in the first place? Because these are decisions that people are going to have to make in terms of guys that have been on the bench and heating up versus guys that have been in the starting lineup all season and maybe tapering off a little bit. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, entirely, entirely dependent on your on your roster construction. But I think you've got to, I think you've got to ride the hot hand. I mean, you'll feel like an idiot if you know if if a digs goes off or something like that. But if you've got a guy who's been absolutely smashing it for the past few weeks, you've got a guy that you drafted early on who, who's not doing it. We're in the present. We're in the now. We're not. We're not fourteen weeks ago or six or seven weeks ago when they were still firing it in for you. You've got to be ruthless. If if you've got a guy who's been really good for the past few weeks, he's got what looks to be a nice matchup. I think I think you've got to ride the hot hand and, and just take the risk that you, you might get some egg on your face. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, at the minute, mentioning Stefan Diggs, I think it's a real bit of a risk to play Stefan Diggs at the minute. But anyway, into the busts. Some big fantasy names from this season in here. Mike Evans, the man, Ruston Brown, Sam Laporte, Jalen Hurts, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase... Jared there's Goff. A, there's a name missing there. Go on. Who I mentioned last week, and you two both shot me down. Put Zach he Moss on there, please. He got he was 10 project- points, didn't he? He was projected... No, he got like nine points, and he was projected 16. So that, in my, that by our logic, is a bust. Put him on there. Oh, I, I, told mean, you Zach, right. I told you Zach Moss wasn't, wasn't the guy anymore. He's lost it. Okay. I'm playing him again. Oh wait, I'm not. I'm not playing him again this week because I've got a buy. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Me too. Um, Zach Moss. I mean, I mean, we we think nine points is all right for Zach Moss. Me and Chapels like him. You're the one who holds Zach Moss to this kind of absolute <laughs> pedestal and thinks nine points is abysmal for him. Okay. Um, yeah. Well done. Not great, but I mean, with all of those players, I would say obviously you're putting them in. I'm just a. Tiny bit, tiny bit worried about Diggs and Laporta. It's not been super kind of smooth sailing recently for those mm. two players. Um, is anyone heading to the Boofaloo this week? Brandon Staley. I know we keep talking about Brandon Staley, um, the Chargers head coach, but do, do you think that 
the charge. Do you think that Justin Herbert getting injured, which we'll talk about in a moment, is a bit of a scapegoat? And he's like, oh, quarterback's injured. What Mike Williams got mm. injured? Oh, can't do anything. You know, like, do you think? Do you think he's that's going to be the excuse to keep Brandon Staley on? I mean, it shouldn't uh, no. be because they've been bad even with Herbert there, and it's like on paper that that roster could be quite good, and yeah. you know they've pretty much wasted a season where people thought they they'd be pushing for the playoffs at the very least. So, yeah. you know, I think last season I was mm. a bit of a Staley fan, like he was getting it wrong on you know the fourth downs and doing some mad stuff, but. You know, an eccentric coach, bit of a you know, mm-hmm. an uh, offensive mind type thing. But no, they've they've just they've stagnated this season. Keenan Allen's going to be another year older next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he need, I think they need to get someone yeah. new in. True. Yeah. Although it is probably going to be yeah. Bill Je- Bill Belichick in the booth because he was he was getting prepped for on college game day. Do you see him? Oh yeah, he was he, he, was, he was warming up. He was warming up for the booth. That's all I'm saying. I'd like to scratch what I just said about Sam Laporte. By the way, I was thinking of Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Can't remember what you said. I said that it's not been smooth sailing for him when it very much has been apart from this week. It's been incredibly smooth yeah. sailing for yeah. Sam Laporta. I meant Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Um, how our player picks did. Remember last year we used to set, we used to lead into this by saying something like, "We love being accountable." We did. Oh yeah, we did. Mm. And I certainly love I being accountable when it's a week where I get four big time hits, <laughs> and I'm not having you two. Calling Debo Samuel like some kind of ice cold take, saying that Debo was going to be unreal because we knew he was going to be unreal. Because I made up for that with saying Stafford was going to be great in Baltimore, and he was 23.6 fantasy points for Matthew Stafford. Hit Javante Williams 18 points, hit Debo Samuel monster hit 34 points, and Isaiah likely in my playoff lineup. Do you like what I did, Lou? The what did you do this week, Luke? Not much. Mm. Not much at all. I mean, it, it is something to be said that you know, I, I just you proved players who just had nice games. I proved that the projections are accurate. Yeah. Because, yeah. I will just say the Chuba one is well annoying. Uh, he got eleven point six points, um, eighty-seven rushing yards. The Panthers in that loss ran for two hundred and four yards. Mm. How did he not have a bigger game? Mm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sharples had one of everything. Apart from a goose, we had Dobbs yeah. who got benched. Mixon was a very nice pick, though. Collins got injured, which is annoying. I hope Lou's got a bit more information on that. Um, mm. And Gerald Everett. Um, I like how I just kind of. Did anyone notice that I didn't mention Mike Evans? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> was he a goose? You put him... No, he 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 had a really bad game. Um, it's like one. One catch. One catch. Yeah. A big chunk of his targets came in the final quarter as well. I mean, you're playing Mike Evans. Baker Mayfield, he's just... I think he's got that job. Yeah, probably. He's got Moxie, as as Jason Garrett said at the weekend. He's, he's got Moxie. He's, he's got, got Evans. He's, he's got Chet Johnson. <laughs> he's got that stuff in his neck. Whatever that he's means. He's got that, that dog in him. <laughs> Injuries <laughs> slash news, Lou. Injuries slash news, uh, mainly mainly injuries this week. I'll be honest with you. Oh. Just want to do a little bit of housekeeping from last week. We just missed this when we recorded. Christian Kirk, a little bit out of nowhere, uh, he's going to require cold muscle surgery for a groin issue. He's done for the year. Christian Kirk is his season's over. Do people want to stop getting injured? Speaking of people whose seasons are over, Justin Herbert. Exited the Chargers game with a finger injury. Um, we now know that he fractured the index finger on his throwing hand. He's going to require surgery. Justin Herbert's season is over. You you sent us this screenshot, Al, of this bit of news, and you said there's going to be some rule changes in coming. Yeah, I, no I, one wants to see no, no, the amount I agree. No, I agree. People are going to moan about it. People are going to be like, oh, they're wrapping the quarterbacks in bubble wrap now. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's acres away from, from what the league used to be. To these people, I will say, you know that sports package. You know, if you're in the UK, Sky Sports. If you're in, you know, America, whatever package you have. Um, do you feel good about paying for that package when you're watching Eastern Stick versus Aidan O'Connell, or you know Jake Browning versus Eastern Josh Dobbs? Stick. Sounds like I'm watching something you know, on do, do, National do, do, Geographic. We we do not want to see 
no shade on these backup quarterbacks. Big time no. shade on them. I know. No, 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 yeah. Rubbish. Quite <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, teams need backup quarterbacks, but they need to be backup quarterbacks, not guys who end up starting half the bloody season. You know, like nobody, there's going to be more rules, and there should be because I don't want to watch all these backup players. I want to see Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, rule changes definitely. Yeah, yeah. Elsewhere, quarterback CJ Strode is in concussion protocol. That was a, that was a hard yeah. That, that it was that it was, was like reminiscent of Tua from last year. Really, yeah. sort of. He falls falls backwards. Bonks his head on the ground. Uh, yeah, not really great. So, Strayed potentially out this week. Keep an eye on that. Nico Collins exited the game very early with a calf injury. Uh, yet, still unclear the severity of it just yet. Just keep an eye on the practice reports. Josh Jacobs exited his game in the fourth quarter with a knee injury. You could sort of see him limping on the sideline. Another guy I had on my team, you know, great. It's like they knew they weren't in the playoffs. Um, Price report this week has him dealing with a quad issue, not hamstry um, territory. Chris? Hamstry. Keep tabs on that. Raiders play on Thursday, so I reckon Jacobs is in danger of missing that game. Justin Jefferson returned and got injured straight away after two catches. Uh, he, he, He came back from injury set that record, broke that Randy Moss's record, and immediately got injured again. Randy Moss's um, uh, quickest to... Uh, what was it? All right. What, you know what it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy how history repeats Youngest, it. youngest, right. sorry. It's crazy how history repeats itself, isn't it? Because, like, this is exactly what Cooper Cup was like last year, mm. in the year after he was completely yeah. insane. Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson exited the first half. Chest injury, pretty hard it to be fair. He was actually taken to hospital as a bit of a precaution, but um, it was an internal injury. He was shortly discharged, uh, considered day-to-day. The Vikings actually think he has a decent chance to, to play this upcoming Why week. Why would you? Uh, I suppose, that, I keep forgetting they won. They won. You know, they're, they're still in the hunt, really. Um, same game, Alexander Madison was also ruled out in the second half of an ankle sprain. Don't know the severity of it yet. Um, if you're unfortunate enough to have to play Madison, keep an eye on that. Geno Smith didn't play. Um, that that was sort of the big news going into that game. Uh, he was he was out with a deal with a groin injury. Um, Drew Locke started for Seattle. There's no word yet if Smith will be back Monday night versus the Eagles. Um, I, I I mean I know Drew Locke looked okay. Um, but you would you would think that that sort of does downgrade some of those pass catch, pass catching options, and then Tyreek Hill was sort of in and out of that that Dolphins game as you alluded to before, Al, with an ankle injury. Uh, not a great sign. Keep tabs on it. As somebody who who you know um, wants Tyreek Hill to get that two thousand yard season, I have him in a couple of fantasy leagues as well. Um, seen a clip of him where he's like, he was talking to his wife, and his wife's like, "Get back in there," and it's like, "That's great support," but as as someone in my position, don't get back in there. Don't start legging it around on a on an injured ankle. Don't. But yeah, grim, really grim injury news once again. We'll start looking forward to week fifteen. You know. I'm really happy that um, Tommy DeVito's agent got all the kind of coverage that he did, all the memes out of it that he did. But the sad thing for us is that everyone now knows who introduces us to our Uh, next segment. Yes. Come in. We've flown him in. Come on. It's, of course... Forget about it. Oh, yes. Forget about it. You all knew he sounds like that. Come on. The quarterback position, forget about it, players, players that are in your lineup for the fantasy playoffs week one, don't worry about it. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Pam Mahomes. Forget about it. Running back, McCaffrey, Karen, Kamara, Etienne, Barkley, Mostert, Bijan Robinson, Rashad White. 
Josh Jacobs, if he does play, although as Luce just said, um, might look doubtful. Gibbs, Brees Hall's in there as well. Forget about it! Wide receiver. Of course, you're playing Tyreek Hill if he plays. Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Chase, Diggs, Amam Ra, Evans, Puka, Cope, Pittman, Debo. Forget about it! It's a long old list. Oh, yeah, and you could even throw Ayuk in there as well. Mm. Tight end. Kelsey, Hawkinson, Laporta, Kittle. Forget about it! It's a short list. Into the projection beaters. Players that we think are going to outscore the ESPN projections by four or more fantasy points. I'm going to start with my quarterback. Bit of deja vu from last week. I'm going to go Matt Stafford, projected 17 versus Washington. Basically copy and paste my argument from last week in here for Stafford. Is kicking on for fantasy into the fantasy playoffs, and I'm certainly grateful for that. 23 fantasy points per game is what he's averaging over the past three weeks, and this Rams team really does look dangerous if they can secure a wild card spot. They just went into Baltimore and almost upset the consensus best team in the AFC currently, uh, and he has a far nicer matchup this weekend against Washington. Uh, if you're unaware, the Washington the Washington Commanders are crap. <laughs> So I think the 253 that he's been averaging recently is just a baseline for him in this game, especially if he gets Cup and Nakua popping off together again. So uh, Stafford for me this week. Luke? Um, You know how I was throwing shade on all of those backup quarterbacks? I'm going Jake Browning. Cincinnati Bengals. uh, Projected 14.4. I'll tell you why. Now... He has had a couple of decent games, real-life NFL and fantasy football, but the main reason I'm taking him here is yards after catch. Yak. Yak. The Bengals' opponents this week are the Vikings, who uh, on the season have been the third worst in the whole league uh, in terms of giving up yards after the catch. Um, and that's the recipe for the Bengals now. Give Browning short, manageable throws, keep his completion percentage high, and let the stud wide receivers do the heavy lifting. So it's more of a confidence pick in Chase and Higgins than Browning, I guess. That's that's a, though I'm excusing it in my own head. Um, yeah, Browning, he has looked serviceable, in tune with these weapons. Um, I think that'll continue in what is probably going to be a pretty unpredictable game. Uh, two backup quarterbacks playing in this one. Two pretty reeling teams in the Vikings and the Bengals, but who are both somehow well in the playoff hunt, so they're both going to want to win this game. I'm going to go Browning. Mm-hmm. Chaps? Uh, I'm going for uh, Jordan Love, uh, quarterback for the Packers. Uh, going up against Tampa Bay, um, giving up the fifth most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, I also think this will be a bit of a, an open game. Um Packers have shown that they can put up points, but also concede them. Uh, Buccaneers, when they want to be, can put up points. So should be a pretty interesting one. And although he had a bit of a blip last week, Jordan Love not a great game against the Giants. Going into that, um, you know, over twenty, over twenty fantasy points in in his previous three games. Uh, three touch, three touchdowns in each of the last two of them as well. Uh, it's risky. He, he he is a bit up and down, but I just think when he's on, he does look like he could. He could be something, and I think this is a good matchup for him. Uh, so I'm going Jordan Love, projected 18.1 points this week. Nice. And if I would listen to any of us on the Jordan Love front, it's Sharples. You know, me and Lou have tried our luck with Jordan Love uh, in these projection beaters in the past and not had much luck, but Sharples with two hits so far when he's picked Jordan Love. So uh, he knows when to pick him. So there <laughs> we go. Um, tight end. Let's go all the way down to tight end. I'm going to go Tucker Craft. Okay. Tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Who? Yeah, you're doing Sharples' little stupid... <laughs> no, uh, no. Stupid cheats. Cheating <laughs> strategy. No, 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 no. I'm going Tucker Craft, rookie tight end for the Green Bay Packers, projected 5.6 versus Tampa Bay. Now, Craft has been making some waves since Musgrave has been on IR. Uh, the Packers like both of these rookie tight ends, and I absolutely like Kraft to beat that 5.8 projection this week without Musgrave in the, you know, Tampa Bay are bottom eight for against fantasy tight ends, and Christian Watson isn't there. Kraft just had a nice game this week. I'm not playing the projection game. I'm helping <sighs> our friends who might be in deep leagues. No one is playing Tucker Kraft. If you if you're in a pinch in a really deep league, 
You can play to it. Sharples, you have something to say. Um, Sharps. Yeah, it just seems to be a bit of a discrepancy between your number and the official ESPN Fantasy app, Al, which appears to be projecting him at a hefty seven points this week. Oh, well, well, you see, well, there we go. It's gone up now, and I'm fine putting that on there because I I adjust the projections when I do the post for Instagram as well, in the pocket across the pond at Instagram. Sorry, guys, Um, I'm just just putting my wellies on because (laughs) the sweat petering off your head is is making the surface... that just shows you Moist. that ESPN, ever since I did this pick, ES, ESPN have just got more and more uh, confident in the young. Okay. took a craft. So okay. I took a craft. Lou? I am going to go with Patrick Fryermuth, Pittsburgh Steelers tight end, projected 9.6. That's a real tight end projection. Okay. Mine's seven. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Frymuth, his first game back from injury a month ago was a complete dud. Uh, but in the three games since then, he's led the Pittsburgh Steelers in targets. Um, in spite of that, though, he has had a couple of underwhelming performances. But to be fair, they have been against a couple of decent tight end defences in Arizona and New England. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, what was that? Was that. Uh, what was he's frantically uh, Googling Tucker Craft projection. Was that? Yeah, and then a stupid ESPN advert popped up. Okay, that's what I thought happened. Um, Frymuth gets a much more favourable matchup this week against the Colts. They've been given up 14 fancy points a game to opposing tight ends on the season. Uh, Frymuth should be in your lineups, uh, so that that makes one of it one of him. If you're talking about him and Tucker Craft, Sharps, who've you got? Uh, I've gone for Tyler Conklin. Um, I actually picked him three years ago and his projection was only one point. So, uh, projected one point um, against the Bills three years ago. Uh, no, it's 7.7 7, uh, against the Miami Dolphins this week. I don't know why. Uh, I think maybe because the, the Jets offense actually showed a little bit of of, uh, of fight. I've got Jets fever. I know it's going to hurt me. Uh, but over the past two games, Conklin's had 15 targets. Um, and he's a, he's a nice little safety valve. The Miami Miami Dolphins defense, you don't really know what you get out of in the middle of the pack and it feels like one week they're unbelievable and one, and one week they're terrible. But if they're going to be good, hopefully that's a bit more work, sort of the little quick dump-offs. If they're going to be bad, then maybe you can break off a few nice plays. But yeah, going for Tyler Conklin, becoming a bit of a bigger part in this Jets offense uh, and hopefully this Jets offense is something that's going to be worth uh, picking up this week. But uh, not convinced, but 7.7, we move. Okay. Uh, running back. I'm going to go Jalen Warren, projected just the 12 at Indianapolis. Play your running backs against Indianapolis like we said earlier. I'm just going to use a comparison from this past week. So let's say this past week, Joe Mixon, he can be our Najee Harris, the ground and pound guy. Joe Mixon scored 21 fantasy points against Indianapolis this past week. Chase Brown, he can be our uh, Jalen Warren, uh, the kind of more explosive guy. He just had 19.5 fantasy points against Indianapolis this week. Repeat the same formula, and uh, that's a hit on Jalen Warren. Lou? I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. Whoa! Love it. Your Prince, DeAndre Swift, uh, Philadelphia Eagles running back, projected 13.6. Now, I know that a lot of us were miffed a few weeks ago that DeAndre whiffed, (laughs) but let me give you confidence a lift, because he's going to be a gift this week. Ah. (laughs) What is this? Poetry week. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in the pocket across the pond. Um, <laughs> he's not, the, not on the best run of form, Jedra Swift. Uh, no touchdowns in the past three weeks. Only 17 fantasy points across the past three games as well. But to be fair, that has been a bit of a gauntlet of rush defences uh, that he's had to face. Had Buffalo uh, three weeks ago, who have been sort of middle of the pack on the year, fairly all right rush defence. And Swift did actually get eight, you know gain 80 yards on them, but wasn't a great fantasy day. And then he faced arguably the two best defensive lines in the league, San Francisco and a Cowboys team in Dallas. Uh, predictably, Swift couldn't get anything going at all in those games. He was averaging less than 30 yards from scrimmage in both of those games. This week, is that that isn't going to be the case. He's against the Seahawks, who 
have been leaking yards and points all over the field in the past few weeks. Specifically on the ground, Seattle have been giving up almost 160 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground per game over the last three games. Uh, this is finally a defense that Swift and this Eagles rushing attack can well and truly exploit. Uh, and I think that's what they're going to do, you know, couple of games playing on the back foot for Philadelphia they're going to want to get back on track play the way you know play the way they want to with this ground game get it rolling again give this offense that extra bit of dynamism that it's been lacking uh swift and I think I, he's the key to that really so I, I think he's going to have a big week Sharps? uh I've gone for David Montgomery uh running back for the Detroit Lions Going up against Denver, Denver giving up the most points to fantasy running backs. And you know what you're going to get with Montgomery. He's had an unbelievable flaw since since his bye week uh, six weeks ago. 17, 17, 15. That, good solid points. He's projected 12.7. I'm not worried about him missing. You're probably relying on him getting a you know a goal line touchdown to get the hit. But I think against this Denver, Denver defense, he's going to have the chance to do that multiple times. Um Obviously not quite as exciting as Jameer Gibbs, but Jameer Gibbs is a few points higher and they have been splitting the workload pretty equally. Um, so I'm hedging my bets a little bit going for the slightly lower projection. David Montgomery, 12.7 against the Broncos. Mm. Okay, wide receivers to round us off. I'm going to go Odell Beckham Jr. Projected uh, 10.9 versus the Jaguars. Uh, 10 targets for both Odell and Flowers this past week versus the Rams. They both look like they're settling in at the right time here at the business end of the season. Uh, Flowers is the one that's on a bit of a heater in fantasy terms, but I think just down the stretch, that experience that Beckham's got is going to be relied on a bit more by Lamar. Plus, playing the projection game as well for us uh, in terms of our projection beaters, I like the, the 10 points for Odell compared to the 13 for Flowers. It, a bit more leeway there. Um, but in general, for this first round of the fantasy playoffs, I think Odell is going to be very helpful as a flex or a wide receiver three, um, seeing as he's had double-digit fantasy points in four of the past five weeks. So, uh, yeah, I think Odell has another another nice game this week. So you're telling us you're a coward? I'm a coward. Because I'm going for Zay Flowers. Oh, OK. Flowers versus Beckham. Let's have it. What happened last time? I believe I, I believe when we went head-to-head with Pittman versus... Um, the other Colts guy. Pittman versus Downs. I I won pretty emphatically. And me and Sharples has, have gone, have, have done a, a Zeke versus Ramondre. You have. In the past as well. Very exciting. I believe I'm gonna Ramondre go, won that from memory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go there if I was, yeah, projected 13.7. Think, I'm sort of making like the argument that you made for Beckham for Flowers to be third because I think we're seeing one of these rookie league winners uh, that usually emerge towards the back half of the season obviously in Houston Tankdale seemed to be that game changing rookie the waiver wire dart throw steal but he's injured he's gone goodbye Tankdale until next year Flowers has been putting up a really nice season and, and seems to be really kicking on um Already leads his team in targets by far. Do you want to know how many targets Zay Flowers has on the season? Um, way too many considering the fantasy points that he's put out. He's got 90. Do you want to know how many targets Odell Beckham Jr. has on the season? Oh, uh, 55. 56. Oh. So, yeah. He's... um. Leads the team in targets by far. Obviously, granted, Andrews' injury might skew the numbers slightly, but even before Andrews got injured, Flowers was still the team's target leader, not Andrews. Um, and over the past couple of games, Flowers, he's been turning those targets into fantasy value. He's had his best two fantasy performances of the year this past two games. And then, and, and the Ravens are going to be pushing for the number one seed in the AFC. Don't think that's going to slow down anytime soon with a slew of pretty tough matchups to come. And it, it starts right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. They're going to need to align the playmakers, Lamar, Flowers, Beckham, as you said. The Jags, they're a tough team to play. They're a bit unpredictable. They're a bit like the Bills, really, in the... They have the ability to beat anyone on the day, but they also have the ability to lose against anybody. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. What is predictable about it, though, is 
the Jags are going to give up yards through the air, which is fantastic for Zay Flowers. Over the past three games, Jacksonville have given up over 300 passing yards per game. They have, they've been the most exploitable secondary over that stint and throughout a lot of the season, really. Uh, the Ravens, they've got the weapons to take advantage of it. I think Flowers continues his good run. And and to be fair, I think Odell has a chance. I think both these guys could could have really nice weeks. Chaps, uh, I've gone for Tyler Lockett, uh, wide receiver Ooh. for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, projected twelve point one, and I was very surprised to see this. Just obviously going off reputation. I know they've not been great this season, but um, apparently Philadelphia are giving up the most points to fantasy wide receivers at the minute. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. DK, yeah, DK Metcalf has really coming to his own recently and I just think that there's going to be extra attention on him. Uh, he might also get himself kicked out like he did last week when I, he, I believe he suplexed a fellow uh, mm. textbook German suplex. Like, there was more than grabbing the, the uh, German suplex, well. yeah. yeah. You can't oh, do that. that. Oh. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I just think he's going to attract attention and that's just going to give room for sneaky, smooth-headed Tyler Lockett to sneak in and get himself a 60-yard touchdown. <laughs> Um, he's, he, he's been, in, yeah, he's he's been the guy that he's been for the past few years. He, he, he's very boom bust, um, but again, he's probably going to finish as a top twenty-four wide receiver, which you never think he's going to because he always gets drafted in the eighth round. Um, so it's hard, it's hard to pick him because one week he'll get twenty-three, the next week he'll get about five points. But I just think this might be his week. A um, mm. little bit of uncertainty at the quarterback position. I'm not sure if it's going to be Gino or uh, or the other fellow. Drew what's his name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going for Tyler Lockett. I don't think I've picked him all season. I think it's quite a low projection for a man who can easily get 25 with a flick of the wrist. Yeah, more like Drew breaking. Hmm. Yeah. Does Tyler Lockett's smooth head still count when he has his helmet on? Yeah. You can. I was just it. looking at his photo and he does have a very smooth head. Yeah. Okay. Fair play. Um, game tiers for this week. I. I, obviously, we'll let Sharples take it. I think there's a few good games. Well, it's not for you to well, say. It's not for me to say. It's for Alex Sharples to say. Yeah, I mean, I am obviously eternally pessimistic. And to be fair, I was proved quite soundly wrong in some cases last week because a lot of the mares turned into good. Um, but I'll start off with two two bad ones, two bad eggs. Uh, I'm going with Raiders Chargers. I'm going with Panthers Falcons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Falcons yeah. just make all the games boring, no matter who they're against. You know, never mind being against the worst team in the whole league. Um, love to see Raiders Chargers in prime time. <laughs> yeah, uh. um, got quite a chunky meh section. Probably a couple could have qualified for good, but but I kept them down there. Uh, we've got the Bengals, Vikings, the Colts, mm-hmm. Steelers, the Saints, Giants, mm-hmm. the Browns, Bears, the Packers against the Buccaneers, the pa- Patriots against the Chiefs. Texans, Titans, and Rams, Commanders. Oh, you see, that's mainly where we differ. I think Browns, Bears, Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams, Commanders could be really good games. Especially that first one, to be honest with you. Browns are kicking on. Uh, sorry, Bears are kicking on. Browns look like they've steadied the ship a bit. Yeah. Um, into the good category, we've got the... Oh, unbelievable, this one. I'm about to pinch myself. Lions, Broncos... Uh, Cardinals 49ers I think uh, I've, I've got a good feeling about and you, listen you can say they've not they've not been doing they've not been painting in the corridor there's a lot of damp I might have some kind of mould in my lungs but god damn it Dolphins Jets Dolphins Jets it's going to be an interesting one definitely um, that Jets defence is really good so yeah. we'll see all, all I'm saying is, seeing as last year we became the, the Denver Broncos hating podcast, we've got to kind of um, acknowledge possibly the greatest in-season turnaround oh, by yeah. Vance Joseph and this defence, you know, of, of any NFL team ever. Um, it, it, fe- it feels like since they gave up 70 points, they haven't given up 70 points in- altogether, altogether <laughs> since, yeah. since yeah. that game. Like. I mean, and, and the 7-6, and six, they probably should have won last week. Um, yeah, I mean, what a turnaround. Really good, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is why you stick with your head coaches, uh, yeah. Carolina. Exactly. Anyway, uh, into into the top tier. I know there were some questions about them last week, but I still think they're going to give Cowboys a run for the money. It's the Bills, Cowboys. 
Eagles Seahawks should be the primetime one, and the Jags Ravens. Okay, nice. Um, I it says a lot when I feel like the only thing in in Buffalo's favour is that it is at their home field. Yeah. If this was neutral ground, if this was at the Cowboys, I feel like it'd be a non-contest. I feel like the Cowboys are stomping them, but. Um, that colder, that colder. Josh Allen, he, he works his magic in that colder, and that's going to be a it's tough that, place for this Cowboys defense. <laughs> going to be a tough place for this defense to go and sort of get up for and, and and sort of play the way they want to play. It is indeed. We're still going to win though. Yep. Uh, well, that's going to do it. Congratulations if you made it into your fantasy playoffs. Commiserations if your name's Lewis Brindle and you didn't. Cheers. Um, <laughs> Think smart. Hopefully, you don't need to think at all this week because you got to buy. But think smart. Take some gambles. If it's a one-weeker, if it's a two-weeker, get those projections in, those nicer projections in and kind of test the waters. Uh, but best of luck. Hopefully, you tune in and again next week. If not, if you get knocked out of your fantasy playoffs, uh, see you around draft season or next August. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, just, I just want to stop say, listening. Uh, Do not listen if you're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, just take the time to gloat now because if you're in the playoffs, next year you might not be. Next year you might be 2 and 10. Enjoy it while you can. Rub everyone's yeah. noses in it. Who cares? I will throw Lewis it out there. I, I, I will throw it out there. You're insinuating that I was 2 and 10. That is far, <laughs> far from the case. Far from the case. Well, you may as well have been, mate. I may as well have been. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't make the playoffs, so I, I, I would have rather just lost every game so I had something of note about my team. Yeah. Well, good luck, and thank you very much for listening. Cheers. See ya. Bye. See ya. See ya.